0: Boy, look at our tetra squad. We just got on a pitch and we say it off. I used to just wanna to get top four. But we're up now when I want to know more. If we quit now, it was all for nothing. They talk big, but we call them bluffing. We can't call no more discussion. This season's all or nothing. Bukayo, that's saw boy. I told you that sackers are still. What's up, people? Boy. Welcome to another episode of the Canon Club Podcast, where we debate and give opinions on all things Arsenal. Make sure you follow us and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us with a five-star review. And if you want the discussions in more digestible chunks head over to the youtube channel canon club join the conversation there my name is mex i'm alongside my co-host paul what are you saying bro
1: oh, good bro i'm good we missed you last week my g missed you
0: <laughs> um, my, my house was falling down last week so unfortunately i had to tap out but you know good to have you back, man. big up you for for holding the shit down big up sam for coming on the show great guest hopefully you can get her again in in the future how's things been going with you
1: yeah man not too bad obviously just kicked off the prem yesterday um mm-hmm. 12 30 well one o'clock kickoff after the yeah. little debacle outside with the ticketing system um but yeah three points is what we wanted three points was a must we got that um yeah overall i'm happy obviously but you know there's a i think there's still a lot to talk about um regarding the game and what we saw and everything like that. How about you, yeah. bro? I was raw. What are you thinking? How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, you know, I was very excited. You get to 12.30, you're like, right, let's go. Like I was posting off on the on the Canon Club like, um YouTube channel that it begins here. The chase for this title begins today, sort of thing. And then you get told you have to wait 30 minutes <laughs> and have to, have to listen to Rio Ferdinand and Joe Cole tell stories of when it, they've been in delayed matches and stuff. <laughs> eventually when it started yeah there was a um, slow start um but you know there was um some some good stuff that we got got into you know eddie on the score sheet um bakaya with a banger um a bit shaky towards the end but um we got through it we we got through it and i think the first day of the season you just have to get three points yeah i have to get three points and um it didn't look very convincing at times and obviously we're going to get into the the nooks and crannies of the lineup and this, that and the other and things that happened in the match. But yeah, we got through it, three points. I think Mikel with post match um interview was also just that was the most important thing to be honest. Um and kind of goes in line with what we've been saying with preseason, how we haven't been somewhat convinced just because of the nature of the amount of I guess turnover and new signings and trying to mm-hmm. make things
1: mesh. Yeah. No I agree. Um yeah, still it still felt a bit like a preseason game. It still felt like, you know, still trying to find our feet. Um, I was quite underwhelmed for like the first fifteen minutes or so. It felt very stiff. Then once we did get into our groove, um and I think we were helped very much. That forest looked like they did not want to attack us in the slightest. You know, they, they came for I don't know what they came for. They didn't get any it everyone as well, yeah. Okay. I, I think that helped us out because we had all the time in the world um our defenders party rice when they were dropping deep they had all the time to pick passes and stuff like that so um yeah we were definitely helped by their tactical setup.
0: yeah i was um a bit cautious when i saw the lineup and i saw brennan johnson up up front um that's his name right yeah yeah i haven't i haven't really i know he's like one of these people that everyone's saying yeah he's cool he's next star he's a good young talent and all that kind of stuff personally i haven't really seen much from him who i was more kind of um fearing was um gibbs white who is obviously a very big talent um i've watched him through the summer for the england under 21s um when they won the Euros and I thought, okay, yeah, this guy could possibly trouble us, especially between between him and Brendan Johnson on the counter. Yeah, yeah we have to be very cautious of this. But yeah, more obviously we saw Brendan Johnson missed a massive chance. Um and then Gibbs White just didn't really get into the game until about the second half. Um the last twenty to thirty minutes of the second half. So yeah, we were we escaped um in on that front, I guess. But look. Like we said, three points is all that matters. Um, so, yeah, let's start talking. Let's start by talking about the debutants. Obviously, we yes. had a number of um, you, you people in the team, mm-hmm. Rice, Havertz, Timber. Um,
1: what did you think of their overall performance before we kind of look at each one? Um, yeah, overall, I felt everyone did well. Um, I think... If I was gonna give it, I'd give it like a seven point five out of ten. I felt like nobody really put a foot wrong. and um, it was comfortable, but we didn't see anything spectacular on the whole. Um, but yeah, I felt like it was um it was steady going, kind of see what what kind of roles they're trying to play, what they're trying to do. They're just getting used to them. It's such a different look, Arsenal. I remember you play in the group chat, you know, obviously missing Xhaka or it just looks weird about Xhaka and you know, you just like it's there's a, there's been a lot of changes to the team, um, the way we even set up and everything. So it just does feel like a bit of a new look Arsenal. Um but overall, yeah, I, I thought they did well. I thought they were steady going. Um, maybe I wouldn't say played within themselves, but kind of just like, you know, kept it ticking over. Um I think there was one stand up performer who we'll get into, but um yeah, the the overall no complaints. Hopefully it just continues to get better and that's just like a baseline for performances going on um into the future
0: um i guess let's um do do it like good bad and the ugly Let, okay. let's break it down like that yeah um now up uh, to be fair i'll probably say two of these were, were good more like good promising and ugly i would say mm-hmm. um with the promising mm-hmm. i will go with declan rice um, I think he looked very good in places like his ability to to take the ball from people like is, it's, just, it's, she does. it's mad like I I just you know you watch these guys and I'm more so than West Ham capacity I've watched him in England capacity hmm. and obviously he's got good England players around him and it's high stakes competitions and you see him kind of do this stuff but it's like you're, you're watching but you're not deep in it now he's your hmm. player you're deep in it and it's just like this guy is very good. Like that kind of just cleaning up that whole area. Mm. I guess he was playing. I guess it's hard to say where he was playing uh, or the role specifically, because Mm -hmm. obviously we had Havertz and Odegaard in there. Arte joined Rice in there as well. So we don't really know. Was it Like a six more. So maybe a bit of a six more than an eight because Havertz was in front of, but, um, yeah, Rice, Rice was very tidy all, all day. Um, he began to kind of get forward a bit more, lick some shots also at the keeper, yeah. which I thought was good. Um, at times in the second half, I thought he was playing like centre back.
1: Yeah, where uh, the job think,
0: Yeah, next to uh, I mean, Ben White had gone out wide. Partey had gone forward. Um, yeah, I, I think it was just a very tidy performance, and I think it's it's gonna be like that. He's it's it's a hundred million pound, one hundred and five, yeah. but it's going to be no thrills. Like, yeah, don't no, just, you know. watching him and being like, oh, we need these numbers. And we do need numbers from him. But, like, that's not why we bought him. Like, okay. what we saw um, yesterday, or as a time of recording yesterday, um, yeah, it was very much of a, just a cleaning, cleaning job, get forward mm-hmm. when you can, add to the attack. But, um, yeah, obviously his his worth in gold will be earned in those big matches, those ones we can't overcome or haven't previously overcome. Um, this
1: seemed very, very easy for him. Yeah. I, I I totally agree. And I think it was I was I was jumping between um different commentaries, but I remember one of them I was watching said, uh, like when we bought Rice, you know, he like you said, he, it's not the glitz and glamour. We're not paying the big bucks for like a dazzling 10 or a striker this is just someone who sits in the middle of your park. he's providing leadership he's cleaning up he's versatile in those more uh the back end of the the pitch and stuff like that and yeah it was just that he's just there mopping up getting the ball back in like 10 seconds i think there was a time in the maybe it was a second half i think we had like 85 percent possession like you know he's just i think it's just you know, looking at him, you can just tell what he's bringing already. Like you said, dropping back into centre back, he's got that defensive mindedness, and he's not dropping back there just for a body. He's he's more than competent in those positions. So, yeah, I I think good. He was he was very good, and um, yeah, just more of the same moving forwards. Yeah,
0: I mean, you you kind of have to temper expectations as well as your opinion because it was just Nottingham Forest and stuff We're yeah. at home. But um, it's, it's what you could ask for, for a first appearance, first competitive appearance. Yeah. I mean, there, there wasn't a foot put wrong, I would say. So, yeah. Um, Let's talk about Havertz. Now, I just didn't see him. I, like, during the first half, especially, I remember there was one run where he beat like a right back mega yeah. and got the yeah. ball in towards the middle apart from that i I couldn't see him I couldn't necessarily see him asking for the ball wanting the ball put himself in positions to receive the ball um and then I think it was within the last twenty minutes or so maybe he obviously went up top um he they didn't really do much the, 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 I remember the occasion where I think it was from a corner this is where he he went down holding his head and, yeah. and then in broke him and um uh, tied oh, with, oh, uh, yeah. Broke and just did the Mazar and and that's when they scored fantastic counter attacking goal. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say Havers was to blame for that, but yeah, no, yeah, but
1: it's, it's just it just doesn't it look is. good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look down. They went and scored. Um, in a couple, obviously in the last five minutes when Nottingham first are really pushing. Couple of balls mm. over the top when you know have hurt
1: in the last week big he's, man like you have you have no legs like bro, I, I, man, again like. it looks like the fitness weren't there because he looked like he was treading on water and I've been told that he's well I mean he he doesn't look slow but I've been told he's moved, like deceptively quick okay. and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I was I was expecting to like just I'm expecting to see it at some point but I've been there was a like, chance when he was like you're on goal but he just never looked like he was going to get to be through on goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? He reminds me, the way he was playing, he reminded me of, like, Woby, Not in terms of, like, the the stylistically or anything like that, but just more Woby was like a link player. He was just there kind of, like, kind of making the passes, but he would never really get the assists or the goal. He just kind of felt like he's there to make up the numbers, And I don't know if that's part of him finding his way or, you know, the new system, which again, I'm very understanding of. And I'm still giving him time to, you know, kind of find his way. But he is going to have to contribute, you know, uh, goals and assists for us. So I was, I wouldn't say underwhelmed, but just very much like, yeah, yeah, he was was there. I, I saw him at times, but like you said, I didn't see him. I didn't, he didn't pop out of the screen, kind of like how a, a or and Erdogan did, when they get the ball, or even when they don't have the ball, he can still locate them. I couldn't do that for Haberts. And again, it's only not enough for us. We got the three points. He wasn't bad. I did see him in good positions, even for the Eddie goal. He was actually free, but, you know, as a striker, you're going for goal. But I'm seeing that. So it's good signs, but I'm still just a little bit, you know, you just feel like, the 11th man kind of vibe, you know, like, oh, if we swapped you out with Trossard, if we swapped you out with Vieira, you know, we wouldn't miss you. Um, But when he went up front, it was a bit different. Um, Again, it's good to have like a focal point. Um, And I actually don't mind him up front. He's definitely still in the category of, you know, he can do everything else but score. But, you know, for now, um, yeah, I'll keep, keep, I'll keep my, uh, the opinions timid. and just, Continue letting him uh, get used to the formation and the system and all that stuff.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think he done any of the the doubters. He he didn't kind of put them to rest mm. with his performances. And like he said, I think he's actually quite worrying. If like if you can swap him out for a Vieira, Smith or a Trossard, you won't miss him. He doesn't want to fall into that category. So it's early days, but we'll we'll say that about him. Be nice and move on. Let's talk about Timba before obviously he he left us. He left he left, uh, left the pitch, not not the earth. He he's still here, he's still alive. Um yeah. Um Timba I thought was very, very good. Obviously, we've seen him playing this left back inverted role throughout preseason since he's joined us. And yeah, it, you know, at times it was him and Partey um were there and it was just literally white and Saliba at the back. Um sometimes White would go forward and Partey would slot in. Um or Timber would make up the three at the back. Um, just very assured, very good on the ball. Um yeah, there, there was there was just nothing, nowhere I would say he particularly put a foot wrong either. Just someone that's come in and it's like I remember I think Edu said in an interview a couple of weeks back, it's easy to sign players from Ajax because they play how we play or how we Mm. want to play sort of thing. And he just looks like, yeah, he looks like he's been an Arsenal player uh, for more than just, yeah, for more than just, what, a couple of, a month or so. So, yeah, what did you think of Timber?
1: He's, he, it's not to say he's winning me over. I remember when we spoke about him signing and we said this was going to be the most, we were saying like he's on, in in terms of levels of excitement, he's up there with Rice and he's just proving us right. And he's just excellent he's comfortable on the ball he loves that little um shoulder shoulder fade and then mm. for taking it the other way he's slotting into like the back three like you said you'll be pushing up a bit making like these um inverted runs you know right foot left foot just looks solid he gets back in defense he doesn't really ever look like he gets out of position yeah I just it, I just felt so sad for him and kind of annoyed at Mikel <laughs> for not just letting this guy chill. Because now that, you know, those injuries are the worst when no one's around you because it, it makes it seem as if, well, something's popped, something's got out of position, something's, you know. So, but yeah, he was he was outstanding um, again. And it just feels like, like I will say it again in the group chat, that it just feels like we're not adding squad yet. Because now we're already at our, I don't know what you call Tomiyasu, if he's a second, third, fourth, whatever choice, but yeah. now we're back again and it's like if he goes out now what happens you know and he's not exactly the the most robust body at the moment so now we're in a position where we added depth but we don't really feel that we had it again but Timbo was amazing for the 48 minutes or so that he played really hoping that it's nothing long term Um, but yeah he was he was outstanding I think he's just I think he probably if he continues this way he can easily be standing at the summer like, for the yeah. whole prem, you know, because he just looks unfallible right now. Yeah. If they do like
0: uh you know, the the play the team of the season, um, yeah, yeah. he'd be he'll be in the- Stick
1: it right, left, right, left, right, right back, yeah, left, back them wherever. Up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's um they've said it's definitely the knee. I think they were hoping that it would be like his calf or something like that. They said it's definitely the knee, which is scary. Hopefully like you're saying, it's not too serious. He probably had a scan already, if not probably wait yeah. till the weekend's done but um he just just looks comfortable he just looks very comfortable slotted in and yeah you know it it really begs the question I mean not so much now because he's off injured but it begs the question if everyone was fit you know in terms of um fullbacks and we can probably bring this conversation to our centre backs as we kind of get into our next conversation if if all the fullbacks are are fit like who is like the starting options and it's it's very interesting because of just
1: the level of talent that's about. Yeah, just said I I don't know now because I'm I'm looking at Sinchenko and it's like I actually like the fact that Timbers play left back and can kind of come in on his right. And I know obviously Sinchenko's like the out and out left back, but he could probably Sinchenko could probably do that on the right. But again, his defensive um, ability is obviously always what's been brought into question. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm just happy to balance them both out and just use them. You know to share games share matches you know it's, things are going to get so much tougher i keep forgetting crazy enough that we're in the champions league you know and those games are not going to be you know maybe i, I don't know but you can't assume that any of these games are going to be easy even these teams who are in Pot four you know these are club bruges and and galatasaray of the world like they're they're not walkovers you know especially away from home so yeah it's, it's it's good that we've got this debt. I just hope that we're able to maintain it no injuries but first day you know Arsenal, Arsenal injury curse you know, strikes again as per as per
0: look th- th- there's injuries and then there's obviously selection absences and the big selection absence which many Arsenal fans would have been like yo what's going on here sort of thing was gabriel now gabriel is someone that has started what every game practically since he signed in 2021 i think like they said i think
1: 70 yeah. odd games 73 or something for the past two seasons anyway he hasn't missed a game 38 38 so that's got to be up there
0: yeah it's just i mean it shows you how integral he he's become for us real. um And many would have said, you know, the starting centre-back partnership for Arsenal is Gabriel and Saliba. Come the first day of the season and there's no Gabriel. He's on the bench, but he's not in the starting 11. Um, Mikel, I guess, made it sound like it's on a situation-by-situation kind of basis. That's what I got when he was asked. He he didn't say it was an injury or anything like that, or you know, he needs a rest or anything like that, or he wasn't sharp. He made it sound like it was based on the situation or our, our opponents. We've went for something else. Yeah. What would you? What did you take from that?
1: I mean, the way the game played out, I see he. It looked like he wanted more control, and to have more control, he wanted party in there. But he wanted, he still wanted to have all the attacking options there as well. So if you had party at right back. You can now move him into midfield, and now you have Partey, Rice, Erdogan, Havertz, all on the pitch at the same time, with our front three, Um, which is great. But then, obviously, someone's going to have to play the press, and it looked like it was Gabriel. And what that says to me is that he doesn't have the technical security that the other centre-backs provide. And I've got to agree with him on that front, because when it comes to him, Ben White, uh, Saliba uh, even Timba you know if you're saying we want to keep the ball and Peppa uh, not in a forest those guys are the, the ones who are going to be able to to pass the ball short, long um, probably the best and it's not that Gabriel is bad at the ball but he's just not as good as those guys Um, and it's unfortunate because he's my guy and I feel like he's a good alert for Saliba you know what I mean but I don't know we will see obviously it's the first game so we haven't really got anything else to go off in terms of is this just a tactical decision? Will there be other games where? But maybe it's the beginning of um Arteta rotating and you know making these small changes. But I worry at the same time that he's gonna overdo it every game he's gonna be tinker this and tinker that.
0: I said I said this, he's gonna become yeah. Tinker Mikel. Like he like we've got the options now, but it's like as we all know, there's a certain positions you you don't touch, you don't move, you don't mess with the spine if possible, you don't mess with your defense and your goalie if possible. Um, I, I can understand, okay, you want to control the game against the Nottingham Forest and that that's pretty much what we had to do for the first 15 minutes that you said was quite dry because we couldn't, we couldn't break through. Mm. But it's like, Gabriel, like, okay, did, did you feel like we lost something on the defensive side of the game? When he wasn't there,
1: no. But it's not the kind of game because Forrest just gave like absolutely nothing, you know, other than maybe one or two counter chances in the first half and the Brennan Johnson chance. They didn't really do anything, so there wasn't much to to say that we missed him. You know, and we had that control, so it's a bit difficult. It, yeah. I don't think it would have been any different if he was there, is what I'm saying. I don't think anything particularly was different. Um, I obviously enjoyed having Partey there because of the controller being at the base and stuff, um, but I don't think we would have not done that if he wasn't there. Maybe not to the same degree, but I still think we get the same outcome uh, either way. Uh, yeah, but I'm I i just, I'm just hoping it's not him overdoing it because it's not to make light of Nottingham Forest or any of these smaller teams, but you just think, just put out the best eleven, and get the job done, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've got
0: players. I hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what Mikel said. I hear it, but like at the same breath, I don't hear it because, (laughs) like, like you're saying, yeah, wouldn't you just put out what we've seen to be our best team, unless he no longer thinks that Gabriel is in what could be our best eleven? Now, we we what, what what's a Gabriel fixture now? You know, is is it away from home? Is the away games where we're going to see Gabriel and at home where we're expected to win against, let's say, expected comfortably, let's say anyone outside the top, the top eight teams. Um, If you're if you're from ninth down to twentieth, we don't see Gabriel feature at home. As long as obviously everyone else is fit, if if we then you know against those top eight teams, you might need something more sturdy in the back. Then we bring in Gabriel. How, if, if we're setting this kind of bar, how do we now manage this? Do you see what I mean?
1: I Because the thing is that the tactic to say, to get more control is, you know, is what I'm perceiving it to be. Technically, you would want that against all teams, maybe bar, but even you would do something like this against City as well, because you would want to have, you'd want to control the game as best as possible or just have as much solidity there. Um, but then I don't know if maybe having Gabriel would be better for the bigger games where maybe you've got bigger strikers or more well, well, he's not to say Saliba can't deal with them, but to have, you know, Ben White's a bit shorter, uh, you know, not as um robust and bombastic as Gabriel. I don't know. It's I guess we're just gonna have to see as the season goes, but it does make me think it's not a tactic where it was like, Oh, we wanted to have more pacey players. And it's like, okay, we know we won't play Trossard because Martinez is a burners. This one is like we wanted more control. But so are you telling us that we can't have as much control without Gable in the side? And if so, then he shouldn't play at all technically because he'd want control in all games. So where do we go from here? I don't know. But it's the only plus I took from it is that the bench just looked ridiculously strong, you know? Yeah. He looked ridiculously strong, and then you add a centre back who's been starting the last two seasons for us there, and you just think, well, we can deal with any mishap. Um, like just to fall back a little bit on the the timber topic, I know we there was a bit of a drop off when Tommy Asu came on, but to still say that you brought on someone of his calibre that we've seen him perform well, you know, it's just it, it's it's good to see. But yeah, back to Gabriel, I'm gonna say I fear for him, but it was just very. Weird, especially for my fantasy football league team because I put Gabriel there and he did start, so yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. If it's, it's um, you know, me and you, we're both fans of Gabriel, and I mean, it begs the question should should Gabriel be a bit fearful for his position, should it for his his overall position? Because if we say now, like we signed Jakob Kivio, and um, he's shown he can play left back and yeah. center back, and you know, the, I think the fact he's comfortably playing left back shows he has that control element. Um, and maybe he maybe he wasn't a straight stop for um, Gabriel in this particular fixture. Just because of the occasion, first day of the season, he's still kind of adapting, quote, unquote, to put him in there could have been a bit rough. Um, but, you know, how we have spent money this past season, if we go into summer transfer window next, week, next um, year, and sign a world-class left-footed centre-back, whoever that is, I don't know. Like, what, what does that say for Gabriel? Like, oh, should he be fearing now that, you know, his, his technical ability isn't of his peers in his position?
1: I think, you know what, when you were just saying all that now, I just had a bit of a flash forward, and I was thinking, he might, in the future, might have to be worried, because if Khalil is moving to this versatility model, and of all our defenders, he's probably the least versatile. Um, you know, even my guy Tierney is more versatile technically because I don't think you would put Gabriel left back. You know, he's left centre back and that's it. Maybe right centre back out of push. Um, he's not, he can't really play fair up the field. And all of a sudden, when the bar rises, all of a sudden you just realise that actually the lack of your versatility in an Arteta model is maybe what is... You know, he's not really. It's like, oh, if he have to, because he does come wide left sometimes. You know, but that's just Formula Three. It's not that difficult, or you know, in terms of like, it's not very different from what he's doing a little bit. It's just the gap between the centre back or the right back is just a little bit bigger. But I do, you know, I do think that maybe in the future, as we progress, these are the sort of players or you know people that we love that we might say goodbye to for. A more versatile player. And it's not that Arteta wants more versatile players. I just think you've got to be absolutely outstanding. You know, Saliba is, you know, tip top and he's not moving anywhere. I don't know if he would play Saliba at right back, but I know he has in the past. But I don't know if you put him there now. But either way, his technical brilliance just says he can't, you know, you're not moving him anywhere. Mm-hmm. then you've got someone like Erdegaard as well. He's not, he's a, He's you know, first name on the team sheet kind of thing. But everyone else around him, versatile, Saka, versatile, Martellelli, versatile, um, Rice, even Hubert, Partey, now showing his versatility. The only one, again, maybe someone like Eddie. And again, maybe he's really good at what Arteta wanted to do. But then again, he's someone else, again, who's looking like maybe in a season, you're probably not going to be there anymore. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this is, we can start to pinpoint the players who, aren't going to be around for the next maybe after one or two seasons because they don't have the versatility that he's looking for and the ability to have that fluid shape because you're just seeing yeah okay it said we're going to play 4-3-3 but then Odegaard's over here and Partey's here and Rice is there Zyachenko's there I think that's what he wants and if you can't do that you know even when you have players like Xhaka who are who really did want to adapt yeah it it, it might not be low for some of these players, but again, that's me speculating crazy. Oh, my guy Gabriel. I,
0: yeah, I want him to succeed as well. And but I just don't think it's that crazy. Everything you said, I don't. I don't think it's that crazy at all. Like you yeah. can clearly say that's what he wants. It will save even financially. It will save because you can now have players move around the pitch. You don't have. Oh, I've lost my left back. Who do I now turn to? You've got other yeah. players playing that position. So, um yeah. Listen, it's, it's dangerous. Um, situation for Gabriel I think um, it's you know it makes sense like I said you make sense Mikel made sense um, I just feel like you know one it's dangerous for Gabriel and I like Gabriel and two um, just I- I'm just very weary about chopping and changing you know yeah. very good last season because of we, how we had to we played a lot of the same team a lot of the time in it but um, and obviously, that brings some type of familiarity as well. Um, yeah, probably more so my worry at this minute is chopping and changing yeah. um,
1: too much, more the, more so than Gabrielle's future. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is that Ben White was great yesterday. You know, he, he slotted in and didn't put a foot wrong. And again, those are just the things that make it seem like, oh, we didn't miss you, bro. Mm. You know what I mean, And That's, again... I don't think he comes on if we don't go 2-1, Darren. You know, he doesn't come back Definitely on. Not. You shall see it.
0: Let's talk about some positives um, or the positive. The the star boy in our team, Bakayo Saka. Um, listen, when the match started, obviously, I see he's up against Olaina. Fairly physical player. Um, just come back to England after a stint here at Tor- Torino in the Italian League. Um, I thought, oh, you know, and they're obviously all behind the ball mm. for uh, it's going to be just a difficult day in general today mm. and like I saw, said um, Aina is, you know, keeping up with um, Saka for the most part like, Saka really had to work hard, think, to see how we can break him down, pass him and all of that kind of stuff, mm. but, you know, once uh, we got cracking, we saw an a goal and stuff like that Um, you know, it wasn't Long after we saw Bukayo join the party, and this, this goal he scored—just picking up the ball inside, you know, put it, give 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 him some space, ran onto it, just curled it straight into top bins, um past Matt Turner, who I thought we were just like, absolutely cooking. You know what? I was so vexed that Arsenal sold Matt Turner. Um, yeah. So uh, these lot before this match, but yeah, yeah like his poor Matt Turner, would, like debuting it, like what do he do? Um, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Like Mikhail was absolutely brilliant. Like he just he he looked in this match as well, well rested. I don't think for a long time yeah. he's rested and looked fresh. Although he mm-hmm. still be performing well in places. Um, yeah, he just looked very very good. Um, this was the highlight of the match. It turned out to be the winner. After, obviously, nothing & Forrest grabbed their goal, so good, good thing he scored it. Um, yeah, what did you think of this particular goal?
1: The goal was just ridiculous, man. He's just adding different moves to his repertoire, and he's just like, now he's, I know, we've seen him do it once or twice, maybe even just the once last season against uh, United, that I can remember, but in, for England, he scored a couple bangers from outside the box. And he's just becoming more comfortable now where, I know it's his left side, but he does like coming on the right side a lot. And he's kind of clocked that right-footed roof of the net finish. But this was just different. It More than the curl, more than the technique, the power he got behind the ball. Matt Turner had no chance. Like, he could even tell the way he celebrated. He was just like, yeah, like, that, like you know what I mean? Like, that's the one. That's the one I've been working on. And it, it was just, you know, phenomenal. This guy, he's just, you can't give him space. You can't. Give him half a yard, but well, he always gets it for himself. I think he kind of shrugs off. I think it is our liner um, He shrugs off, and then he just you know wraps it, you know, round the defender. Top bins, different, just different class, different grooving. Yeah, like I think that's goal of the month for Arsenal. So if if we don't see anything else, um, what's it? Uh, stupendous come through the door.
0: Ali McCoy said that, said I didn't. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Off the back that could be goal of the season. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> and that's on day one like it was honestly just a great goal and um, like Bukayo I think for us wanting stuff for him even you know on the last podcast I heard you and um, Sam talk about goals and assists the, the, the tally you won from him for this season um, like two seasons ago I think it was eleven, eleven 11 goals he scored I'm not sure the assists and again last season was what 14 goals I think he scored um, like he it has to it has to go out. Yeah, he has to go. Up. Essentially that and assists. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about other ways that he can improve as a player. Um, I think that right foot. although you're saying it is coming along, which it is, especially with the finishing. Oh. Um, I feel sometimes we need that option of going down the the wing and just whipping it in with the right. Yeah. So I don't feel like we 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 may see enough enough of. Um, I would, I, I want to see him be a bit more bullish. Okay. Like, Ooh, I, okay. I, I like, mm. you know, you, we always hear these pundits to be like, oh yeah, I love Bakayo, he plays with a smile on his face. One smile him. <laughs> like, you can be smile. you can smile in an arrogant way, like almost like how Henri used to do. Yeah, and yeah. I know that's very much kind of ingrained, that's more characteristic kind of thing. Like, mm. he's he's clearly a very nice boy, like, clean. Mm. But like in matches, like just,
1: just be a bit more Yeah,
0: like
1: you're
0: you're you're one of the best right wingers in the world. Like I feel like if you played almost with a chip on your shoulder, with a, with a a certain arrogance, a certain swagger, like you could intimidate a lot of these guys before you even get to the pitch. Yeah. Like I feel like everyone feels they have a chance against him because he's nice. They know he's a terrific mm-hmm. player, and he's probably going to bond them anyway. But because yeah. he's a nice guy, I feel yeah. like these these fullbacks feel like they can yeah. have an opportunity. So, yeah, my improvement for him, uh, like I said that uh, he's right foot and that, but also it's a it's a characteristic I want him to develop, especially as he becomes more of a man. How old is McCallum, like 22.
1: 22 I think. Maybe 2 uh, maybe 21 going 22. Yeah. Let's just quick and check
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe he hasn't had a... 22
1: in September.
0: Okay, so yeah, we're not far. Maybe he just hasn't had anything to really, like, I don't know, struggle, some struggle in him hasn't happened in his life. I don't know what it is. I'm just here chatting and speculating, but yeah. yeah. Well, well, how would you say, you know, he needs to improve, like, to become that number one best right winger in the world?
1: I think it would. I think initially it's just the, the goals and assists. And typically he's normally a very slow starter for the season. Um, and I think you can tell that this is, he's really moving into like a different era of his uh, career. And he's only 22. It's just ridiculous. Um, but normally, maybe game three or game four, maybe even game five, then he gets his first goal. Uh, maybe he's got like one or two assists but now to come straight out of the gate with a goal honestly again it's the first game so we'll have to kind of see over the next three or four to see if he keeps contributing but starting early is only gonna do him good and being in more competitions that he's going to be playing in from the start not like Europa where you know maybe he's coming off the bench or not playing at all'll we'll, we'll go a long way to doing that um I think just I think he just needs to be to continue being clinical you know i think in terms of your point about the personality i think he's a killer but i definitely think like he could you know you can definitely psych out some guys you know in the tunnel he gives you the kind of vibes that you know like if someone came up to him and said yo we say oh good to see you today in the tunnel all time he's gonna be doing all that and it's like again i don't know him so you know you don't want to, i'm not going in on him or anything like that but I, I hear you definitely feel like, mate, I hear you at the point where he could definitely be more of a, a killer, more of like a, you know, because when he scores, I can see he kind of has the, yeah, like, even the way he celebrated yesterday, he's kind of looking, he's having a cheeky little smile, he's sticking the tongue out a little bit, like, yeah, I'm like, guy, it's me, a little lean on the, or holding the post, and then it's a throwback to Ornery, but yeah, I definitely feel like he just needs to continue knowing that he's that guy, because everything, the way we play, It's all from him. He's the one who kickstarts our attack. He's normally the one who makes the first, you know, movement in terms of getting us a goal or providing the assist. So just own it, you know, yeah, continue to own it even more. And I think that will just happen more and more as he continues developing and winning stuff. Because I think sometimes already started to get that more when he started becoming more of a winner, more Mm. knowing, you know, winning golden boots, winning assists, um, uh, assist boots or whatever you call them and stuff like that so but other than that I just wanted to become more more clinical um, yeah just show a, like a, a ruthless edge like you don't want me inside of your goalkeeper you don't want it I want four or five men to come over to him so he can do the reverse ball to to next man or if I'm in front of your keeper you know you don't have to put your head down before you know he's going in I, I want him to be a killer because if he can get that side of his game to like Mo Salah levels of clinicalness or just getting more chances, then I don't think there's a way we're not leaving this, this campaign without a trophy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And, and Mo Salah is a, is a good comparison. Cause I wouldn't say that Mo Salah is a complete, you know, arsehole or a, a prick yeah. like I'm, I'm here asking for, mm. but it's, there's, and maybe some the maturity. There's a certain level of Mo Salah that knows like, I'm a nuisance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wreck your day, sort of thing. If you give me opportunity, you see what I mean. Like, I feel that definitely comes across with Mo, but although he is still very calm and Mm. like nature, so maybe it's just a a matter of age. I loved your point with on the Henri thing. I think the fact he hasn't won anything before might be, yeah, like you know, how can I run it up if I if I haven't even won nothing?
1: Yeah, won nothing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe it's the case of once these players become winners, it's almost like we have something to defend, one. Yeah. And two, um, yeah, I, I can puff out my chest a bit more sort of thing, mm. like, book yeah. to a, a Premier League winner here. like yeah. Yeah. The case may be. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're yet to see it. This guy's only 21 years old, like you say, 22 next month. Um, already one of the best pre- players in the Premier League. Um, mm. One of the best right-wingers in the world. So... Yeah, there there will be for for me to stay fit. He's seen a lot of football over yeah. these past few years. Stay fit, bro. That is the most important Literally. thing. Um, keep the goals and assists coming. Um, and yeah, like like we're saying, we just have to learn as a whole in the team. Um, or, you know, just that bit of edge, like yeah. dark arts. Like, there's 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 nothing wrong with a bit <laughs> of dark arts, your game in it. Like, definitely. Oh, that that could definitely help take him to the next level.
1: Yeah, I, I think you know it's it's we, we see the talent is just flowing out of this guy. Um, he just knows how to beat whoever's there, he knows how to beat him. He will get a better review at some point. Um, the one I did feel like you know, not having White there all the time as right back because he was center back kind of hindered him a little bit, but Wang was kind of finding his way to kind of connect that pod again and them to start doing their thing. But yeah, I, I just think he's he. There's nothing stopping him. I think I just want him to, you know, to really get to that point quickly this season where it's just, I'm unstoppable. And we can see it by the way he plays, but I want the numbers to back it up. You know, because when you look at this thing, I think last season, maybe it was like 14 or 15 goals and maybe 9, 10 assists. And it's not bad at all, at all. But I want to start seeing 20 plus goals, um, upper teams of, of assists, all, all comps, you know, and... Because he's he, he's seven out of ten all the t- all the time, you know he rarely rarely has a bad game where it's like he can't straight up pass. So if he could just translate that into goals and assists and whatever, just key passes and all that stuff, then yeah, he's gonna be unstoppable because he already missed, But the numbers will just back it up as well.
0: He's got it in him. Let's have it. That's Let's it. have it. That's it. Um. Right, let's wrap up today by talking about one of our I guess academy starlets. Let's talk about Charlie Patino. Charlie Patino, someone that went out on loan last season to Blackpool. Yeah. And I think he had a fairly decent loan, good loan from all accounts um 19 years old he came back and said he wants first team football all that kind of stuff like come on come on i understand it i hear it but at the same time bro i don't hear it like just just wait your turn and you can see especially now i can see for some players they must be feeling that that pathway to the first team is is locked off with arsenal here spending 100 million on someone that plays in your position like why wouldn't you feel like that um He didn't manage to get a permanent move away from Arsenal this summer, um, as I think he was kind of pushing for. Instead, they've opted for a loan. He's gone on Swansea to loan. He said that um, he had a decent
1: match in his debut off the bench. Yeah, we have reports I was reading saying that he came off the bench, played really well, um, changed the game, although they didn't win, but, you know, kind of like got them on the back foot Because I think it was one of those ones where they were down like 4-1 or 4-2 or something like that. So they have got the momentum back from their side and stuff, although it wasn't enough in the end. Um, I think Mikel's done his magic again here. I think I was reading the reports where they're getting him to sign another contract or something like that, or getting him to want to stay again. And I don't know what my man's saying. If he's just saying, you know, it's if i like, Oh, I promise you'll start like or <laughs> what, something. Like, I don't know if he's just hitting that button and then they're just like, Okay, 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 cool. But he clearly has something that he could say to these players, because we all, like you said, the reports were that he wanted to leave. um, He wanted a permanent move away. And again, when you start playing anywhere, you just feel like, I don't want to not play anymore. I don't want to come back and do this or do that. Clearly, they've gassed him up some way to believe that maybe there must be a path for him to first-team football or a way into the squad. He's gone and learned to another good team in Swansea. Um, in the championship, I would have liked to Premier move, but maybe that's too early for him. Maybe he's not well, yet. Yeah, but again, it's more important for him to go somewhere and play. And I know he did that at Blackpool. So go Swansea, show what he can do, and you know, take it up a level. Um, yeah. So,
0: I guess this is what the topic is about. Will Will Charlie Patino ever get a chance at Arsenal? And obviously, from what you've said. Maybe they're in talks to for him to sign a new contract and still continue on with his development outside the club, going on loans and stuff like that. There are possibly positions that are gonna open up. Um, we know Partey. If it's maybe not right now, but end of the season, if someone comes in with a good enough financial deal, Partey goes. Like, well, we don't we're we'll not resigned to the fact of him leaving. We're just waiting for the right deal to come. Mm. Um, we know for facts. On oh, Nene is going, oh, yeah. you know. Facts probably Lokonga's out the door somewhat as well. Maybe one toe left in the door with Conga <clears throat> There could <clears throat> be a chance if he moves to Burnley, um, and you know he has a good season over there and wants to come back. <clears throat> um, so there are possible options in the future for Patino, possible openings. I don't know that the hierarchy in terms of you know. Of course, the different players, there's, there's like centre midfielders, the deep line, was yeah. just was a bit more forward. We know Wanyeri is probably nailed on for one of these positions that I'm talking about. When you know when, when they start freeing up, um, so do, do you think realistically Patino will get a chance at Arsenal at some point?
1: Um, I think so. I think it was maybe I think he will. I don't know if it was two or three seasons ago. I think it was a preseason and he came on and he was just. Again, it's preseason, but he just looked like he could. He's got the brains. Yeah. He's got the range of passing. We just got to let his body, you know, continue to develop. He's not like he's quite. He looks quite rangy. He looks taller than maybe he is. I'm not sure how tall he is, but he looks kind of like five tenish. Um, but he looks kind of stringy. So I'm wondering if maybe he just needs to put on a bit more uh, muscle, a bit more weight, get his body more robust, start feeding those tackles, get more your body's getting, like, match-ready, battle-ready. Um, but I feel like he's got the brain. And like you rightly said, you know, Lokonga, one toe in the door. Ilneny's definitely going. Partey, if the right deal happens. Um, flipping Jorginho, you know, he, again, I think he's 32, so he might say, yeah, one more one more season, give it a good go, and then he might go back to Italy. So there's def- if there's one position where there is going to be openings for another squad player or someone to come in and, make their state their claim it is midfield and maybe that was the maybe that was the pitch maybe that was the you know look give it a season or two we almost let go of party this season really in terms of midfielders we're only really going to have maybe rice odegaard Havertz if you count him as one um i don't even know who else is yeah who, who else is even there so there's definitely space in the midfield for someone like him to come in and say yeah or I'm going to come in, I'm going to show you what I can do. And yeah, I think he's he's got, he's got it all, to be honest. He, he kind of strikes me more as like a player at the base of the midfield, kind of like Jorginho in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. But his versatility, I've seen him, he, he's, I've seen him a couple of games for Blackpool going forward, um, ending up on the edge of the box, cracking some shots off and stuff like that. So I think mean, there's definitely a way for him because our centre midfield definitely looks like in the next season or two will definitely be a lot lighter and I think that's the only reason why some of us still wanted like another midfielder to come in, uh, but yeah, let's let's see. I, I don't. I think I give him as much chance as anyone who's who's looking for a starting place in the midfield because um, there will be opportunities in the in the near future. But right now, I think it's just about at that age making sure you're playing games regularly um, at a competitive level. And the championships, no joke these days, absolutely mm. no joke. There's it's so competitive um it doesn't matter if you come down from the prem you know you're not gonna walk over it or anything like that and the, the quality level in there is a lot better you're seeing a lot more premier league clubs buying from the championship for many many years now so um it's not like gonna be oh it's rubbish or you know the level's not good the level's really good i think championship's better than some of the other european leagues top level mm-hmm. so he's definitely gonna get continue to get a good education there
0: yeah He's he's obviously we've seen him in the Arsenal shirt um a couple of times. We saw him out on loan last season. It's funny how like um as long as he's your kind of youth prospect, fans become get start getting some type of attachment to people that haven't actually done it at the top level. By the same time, we, we we don't we want success now. <laughs> or we don't want success for or we don't want to care about if someone says, Oh yeah, he's gonna be great in five years. Yeah. Boom him like right now we wanna win you see what I mean and it's, it's a similar situation with obviously Balogun who is, is still at the club hasn't moved on just yet do you think fans get too attached to some of these academy players and and you know through just reasoning of oh yeah you know he's an Arsenal player and you know we could make money for him like we're going to bat in some
1: cases for people that we haven't even seen play so, yeah, right. like, yeah yeah, no, definitely I think It's a natural thing. He's one of our own, isn't it? You know, it's different from um, one of these players who, you know, you can bring in, and even if we still get an an affinity to them, someone like Bettino, Saka, Smithrow, and Ketia, there's a more even special hole to them, because when you can go through the whole academy and graduate into the first team, it's like a different sort of achievement. There's been so many players who were were good back in the day, and Mark Randall, like, up Tuba upon uh, Who else was there? Um, what was the guy that was... Oh, I used to play up front. I can't remember his name, but it's left my hand. Uh, Turo Lupoli. You know, I, there's loads of these people who... Carlos Veya even, even though he kind of made it in, but we couldn't yeah. really get him. Like All these players who were excellent. But I think it's just the sign, especially now of a successful club, when it's going to be maybe one or two that come through instead of maybe the four or five because of the position we're in. And it's nice, obviously, when you see these academy players come in, we are not winning anything. Now the plan is to start winning stuff. And unfortunately, some of these academy players are not going to make it, and we're going to have to start just making profit off them. And maybe it's, okay, send Bettino on loan, let him show everyone what he can do, and then, oh, show him for $15 to, you know, a team coming up from the plan, coming up to the plan who got promoted or something like that. So we're keeping the value of the asset, making it work for us. But unless you're absolutely outstanding the bar to get into the team is a lot higher um we some might even say for players like in and saka even smith that the bar was a little bit lower to get to the first team it's not oh. denying their talent because as we just said there was a lesbian talent from marida like all of sure. these guys who uh you know we'll be that's fabric you know different times that you come in from the academy it just depends what state the team is in but ultimately we are going to lose some academy players who we you know we really really like like we seen last season or season before we lost Murray Hutchinson and he was one who was like a banker and now he went off to Chelsea I think he's gone on a load to Ipswich so that's never yeah. gone wrong but um yeah we're going to lose them we're going to lose them we just have to kind of get that to our get that into our heads a bit and just learn that that's the place we're in right now and and just have to firm it. But naturally, we're going to feel defensive. We're going to think, oh, we can't let him go. You know, that's why he's having these over bloated squads or football manager. And that's why I'm not a football manager or a director of football because to be able to not, to detach yourself healthily from the situation and be able to identify the talent, but still say that there's just not a space for you right now and we can't just keep you around. It's better we just let him go and continue your career. So, yeah. yeah,
0: managing the situations—it's um—it's not easy. Yeah, it's, no it's not, managing it's the squad, but yeah, um, boy, Arsenal next game. We got a bit of a, a rest, or uh, you know, feels like seven, eight days or so. Hmm. Crystal Palace up next. No Zaha, which I'm sure we won't mind, but there's still a lot of talents in that team that can harm us away from home. Yeah. So it's akin to early last season when we played them away from home early on. Um, yeah, expect to win?
1: Yeah, expect to win, although it is their first home game and I think they will be thinking back because we were their first home game last season, so they'll probably want to put it right. They got a good win against Sheffield United um, yesterday. They should have won by more. Their keeper, our Sheffield United's keeper are them, I think was he was just unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I think... They'll, they'll definitely want that. Like I said, no Zaha. I remember even, you know, their captain, Milohojlovic, I think he got released as well. So there's a lot of um, change going on and stuff like that. But clearly Eze's their guy. Or at least he's injured, which is good. He's overcome them, let's be real. But we know Palace going to Selhurst Park is never easy. Um, and we're still trying to find our feet. But I was still at Twitter, three points. It has to be three points. There's this it's got to be.
0: There'll be three points and we march on. Look, let's um bring today's podcast to an end. It's been a, a, a good one. The season has started. We've got three points. We we can't complain. Um couple topics, couple things that weren't you know all in, all, all there yet. But you know, like we're saying it's it's early days and um we can only look forward to our, our next match and you know very soon I guess we will get excited once we can see who the, the Champions League group is, is actually going to be. It was just in the back of my head now, but it's just back of my head. I can't wait. For that, man. I can't yeah, wait for that, it's, it's going to feel surreal. It's been too long, but um, yeah, hopefully the boys have meshed by the time that comes around. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boys will be getting flogged by Club Bruges and them like... <laughs> so yeah, we, we, we don't want any of that Or oh, Yeah, that'll be very, very embarrassing um but yeah guys end of the podcast appreciate everyone for listening again subscribe on your podcast platform of choice leave us with a five-star review and um, check out the youtube channel if you want to hear the individual discussions um on screen as well and um yeah we'll be back same time next week come on you gunners Timber, rest up we'll be hey, rest up bro <laughs> Oi, look at our tetanus squad, we just got on a pitch and we say it off I used to just want to get top four, but we're up now and I want to lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big, but we call them bluffing We can't call no more discussion This season's all or nothing Bukayo, that's our boy, I told you that Saka's a star boy Tech time could we come in-